1: We are all recovering from a previous edition of the show, the talent show that we had, which was, for a while, a hot mess, and then at the very end, the drama built up, and we had a bunch of good acts of the last hour, but for the first three hours, it was horrible. I thought I was going to get fired. I was just it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> One person was worse than the next, and it was brutal, but we were able to save it the last hour. We actually have some controversy on that. Uh, We'll get to it later. But uh, what, what I'd like to begin with here is a solid contractual disagreement that is circling, hovering over Dallas Cowboys training camp. Now, I don't know if you've been paying attention here, maybe you were busy and You haven't listened, caught up on your sports. Bad job by you. Uh, But Jerry Jones, the uh, rather unique owner of the Dallas Cowboys, he has convinced himself, at least publicly, that the Cowboys will be just fine without Zeke Elliott. Zeke's holding out, wants more money. At least that is the public position. We often remind you, if you're new to the show, Much like in politics, you have a public and a private position. Publicly, you want to fix everyone's problems. Privately, you don't really care. Uh, So Zeke Elliott is seeking a contract extension that will pay him a gazillion dollars or something close to that before the start of the regular season. He has not shown up. To the team's training camp. More on that in a minute. And Jerry Jones doesn't seem to be very concerned. He talked to local television in Dallas. Now, I could pretend to be Jerry Jones, but we have the audio tape. So let's go to the audio tape. Here he is, the man. We don't have it? Apparently, we don't have it. All right, anyway, so I'll pretend to be Jerry. I mean, these guys get here two minutes before the show. What do I expect? All right, so uh, the point there is, this is what Jerry said. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. Emmett Smith, he was referring to Emmett Smith, was the first one to do it. Uh, this is according to the CBS station in Dallas. Jerry went on to say that's one of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that you can win a Super Bowl or Super Bowls and not have the Emmitt Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Jerry's quote continued. He said, you've got to do all of the things along with having Zeke that allowed you to have other players so that you can win the Super Bowl. That's, That's what we're going through. All right, so let's discuss. I don't even want the audio now. I'm upset. All right, so will the Cowboys be fine without Zeke Elliott? That's the question. Now, my thoughts are you've got volatility, the punch bowl, and the earth. And we will combine all three of these things. Now, A, Jerry Jones is playing a high-stakes game of chicken. Uh, he is. Jerry is negotiating uh, in public. I, I like this. I'm mean, Listen, as a radio guy, I like this. He's trying to control the narrative, right? You win the court of public opinion. It's all part of the art of the deal, right? Oh, the art of the deal. And so the old argument is we can't pay everybody. And the Cowboys are looking at having to fork out a lot of Jerry's fortune, wink, wink, uh, in oil money to Dakota Prescott and Amari Cooper, which would both be tremendous mistakes. So when the music stops, Zeke Elliott is... The guy is likely not going to get the elephant contract right now, right? He would he would say, you got to wait another year. He's got a couple years left in his contract. And reports indicate that he wants the Todd Gurley package. Now, I don't know if that means that he'll be limping around. I don't know about that. Uh, with some maybe some whipped cream on top of the Todd Gurley package. But considering that Todd Gurley signed the contract and about a year later was hobbling around and is one of the great question marks of the NFL this year, uh, that requires, by Zeke Elliott, a lot of chutzpah. And we have seen in the last couple of months here, just recently, a market correction. There's a high volatility at the running back position. And at this moment, at least if you put your finger in the air and see which direction the wind is blowing, it is a bear market for running backs, not a bull market, it's a bear market, we simply aren't interested in paying out tons and tons of guaranteed money over the long term. For a couple of years you can do it, but not more than a couple of years. And this is the Cowboys, if you look at this from their perspective, I know what they're saying. This is all public, of course. The, look at the entire portfolio of Jerry Jones' investments. Does not make sense? As good as Zeke Elliott has been for the Cowboys. Now, part B of this. When you peel back the curtain, Jerry Jones' statements are not wrong. The, t- the fact and we would have played it, but these guys weren't here. If you look at the recent Super Bowl winners, right? Sony Michel of the Patriots led the way last year, and that's a Super Bowl-winning team. He had less than 1,000 yards. He had 931 yards. The year before the Eagles won the Super Bowl, LeGarrette Blunt was the leading rusher in Philly. He had less than 800 yards. And then the year before that, Blunt was on the Patriots, and he had 1,161 yards. He averaged 72 yards a game. Patriots that year won the Super Bowl. You can go all the way back even further in the way back machine, all the way to 2015, the Broncos, who won that Super Bowl that year, they had Ronnie Hillman, who averaged less than 55 yards per game, and he was their leading rusher that year. So we can go on and on here, but you get the point. Uh, You can win – with a running back that is marginal. But there is a caveat to that, because if you look at the past four Super Bowl winners, they mostly had elite quarterback play. Tom Brady twice. Nick Foles, who made a deal with the devil in that Eagle playoff run, had an out-of-body experience. And the Broncos were the exception. They had Peyton Manning, who was throwing up Fettuccine Alfredo in that playoff run. They pushed his hospital cart, his gurney there, across the finish line. But Denver rode Vaughn Miller... And the A-plus, plus-plus-plus defense that year, which was a one-aberrational type thing, as we pointed out. They saying, oh, it's an all-time great defense. going to be remembered as some of the all-time great. Well, for one year it was good. But the flaw in Jerry Jones' argument is what we just talked about. The last four teams to win the Super Bowl that didn't have a dominant running game, the, the turd in the punch bowl is Dakota Prescott. Triple D, dink, dunk, dak. Jerry can't help himself. He's going to pay Dakota Prescott a ton of money, and he is the hole in the Cowboys' ozone layer. He's a flawed quarterback, incapable of putting a team on his back. People think of him better than he is. Dak Prescott is the weak link in the Cowboys offense. He's a game manager. Statistically, he's Alex Smith wearing cowboy laundry as opposed to the Alex Smith that was in Kansas City a couple years back. And you saw what happened when the Chiefs got rid of Alex Smith and they brought in Patrick Mahomes, how they took off. And despite being a second-rate quarterback, Jerry Jones is smitten with Dak Prescott, and he is, as soon as that contract is signed, he's going to be lightheaded when the ink on that contract uh, dries. Now, the last word on this. So, Zeke Elliott, he's got two years left on his contract, as we said. Jerry Jones is, by going public here, he's drawing a line in the sand, which is appropriate. And the reason it's appropriate is because that would be the sand in Cabo, because we are told that Zeke Elliott is not on his way to Oxnard, where the Cowboys are training, just north of Los Angeles. Instead, he is heading to Cabo, San Lucas in Mexico, <laughs> it's where I always go to get ready for, uh, for the NFL season. He'll be training in, in Mexico. And he's done this when he got suspended for four games a couple years ago. He went to Cabo as well. And I, I can't think of a better place to focus on football than a resort town. And I know there will be no distractions. There will be no uh, college uh, sorority girls there in bikinis at all. That does not happen. Uh, we know that Zeke has no issues at all getting into trouble in party towns. That does not take place either. Uh, so he doesn't have to worry about that. And uh, Cabo is known as the end of the earth. That's the the nickname there because it's the last piece of land in the Baja California Peninsula. And it's also, from what I understand, the history of Cabo is they, the, back in the 1500s, it was a hotspot for pirates. And they would hang out there because the the big boats uh, from, from Spain would come through there, the Spanish ships, and they would just feast on the gold bars and all that. They would hang out there. So it's kind of appropriate because Zeke Elliott is trying, he's like a pirate, and he's trying to take Jerry Jones' gold bars is what he's trying to do. And so he's hanging out. In Cabo, and uh, a friend of mine told me he was in Cabo a couple years ago, and said that the local paper for tourists—they call it the Gringo Gazette—that you can read the Gringo Gazette, which I don't know if that's racist or not. Racist. Anyway, anyway, uh, I guess it's appropriate. So the the clock is ticking on the shelf life of Zeke Elliott. But listen, this is one of those catch twenty two situations because, as I said. The Cowboys, if they depend on Dak Prescott, are screwed. They are screwed without a successful running game. Now, the the counter argument is: Well, you can get any schmo and put any schmo in the backfield if you have a dominant offensive line. Then any qualified professional running back will be able to carry the load and do enough offensively where it doesn't matter. And the Cowboys are making minor moves to improve the depth chart at the running back position. And from Zeke Elliott, the running back, he's hes a young guy. It's kind of like a used car, though. Every day that he sits, every day that it goes by without him getting paid, his value goes down, not up, because he's heading the doomsday clock for running backs is not even 30 anymore. It's like it's been pushed back a year or two uh, for many, many teams. So my theory is that calmer heads will eventually prevail and Zeke will reach a Band-Aid type of deal, they will give him some kind of compromise, a small, somewhat, eh, not meaningless, but a small raise compared to what he wants, and then they will make promises they will likely not commit to about paying him more down the line. Or he can go crazy town and Zeke Elliott can just sit out the whole year, go to move to Miami, get a banana hammock, and uh, drink Mai Tais and ride jet skis and play pickup basketball like Like Le'Veon Bell. All right, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Solid Gold, 9 to 5 Corporate Jar Jar, the Mad F Bomber of Sports Fodder,
8: Garcia. I think the question with Jerry Jones is not is he accurate in what he says? The question is do these comments help or hurt? And I, you know, I don't know how you could say that these comments help in any way. I get that. Well, how do they hurt? He's
1: going one has the money. The, Zeke wants his money. Because, so how does it hurt? Because you're
8: you're dealing with these athletes who have these gigantic egos, and they think that they're more important to these teams than maybe they really are. And even though you can point to them at all the analytics and all the at the evidence, Zeke Elliott still thinks he's the best player on the team. Wait, you telling me be, you
1: think Zeke Elliott has a high self-esteem? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Situation, really? And, and, oh, when, you, never and when you make comments now. like, "We
8: don't need you uh that doesn't help anything why 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 even say that why not just they don't need him
1: they signed alfred morris they
8: they do need him they got Uh, alfred morris they just signed him as you said they've got dakota prescott as their quarterback they need they need no alfred morris is
1: he's averaged five yards a carry a couple years ago that's great that's a pick and play type player right there for sure he's the starting he'll run for a thousand yards this year for the cowboys alfred morris be great, does he that still would be drive that? Yeah, does he still drive that, that old uh, beater car from back? remember he I, drove I'm the like car aware of from, Alfred
8: Morris's uh vehicles. I don't know. You
1: don't remember that. when he played with the Redskins? It was a story, wasn't he the no. guy that drove a car that was from like 1990 or something like that? Some old, it's it, I'm not saying wagon. you're wrong, I'm just saying I don't. I don't well, remember you got to keep up on this. It's very important. Yes, your cars, sir, you're not a baller, sure. Eddie. You're not a baller. It's a bad job by you. I'm a baller, so I keep track of this stuff. It's very important. It's very important information. So, as far as the talent show. Yes, there was controversy. Yeah, there was controversy. Now, uh, Jay Scoop overwhelmingly was the winner of the talent show. He just nailed it. He uh, won by a wide margin. Over, I don't know about overwhelmingly. Well, we had 47% of the vote on the uh, the vote. Oh, I the, see what you're saying. I thought you meant the, the points there. And, put and him in uh, first time. Was, was very good there. Uh, but people seem convinced that he cheated, that Jay Scoop, did not actually sing the song live, that it was recorded. Now, he has sworn that that is not true. Uh, There was a clicking sound that people heard that sounded like something like a cassette, old cassette Roberto and I were talking
8: about it afterwards, and and I I did say, yeah, I did hear something, but he does swear that he did You want to hear it again? Let's hear the evidence, Roberto.
9: Okay, I'm just going to do a little uh, set the stage here, so... 11 p.m. Pacific on a Sunday night. Some people are already asleep, others well on their way. I'm bored out of my mind, but there's got to be something to do.
1: Yeah, that moving right there.
8: He's
9: on the third Yeah,
8: He claims he was setting the phone down so that. So I've
1: I've listened to this. Now, initially, I did think that Jay Scoop had played hit a button, but if you hear it over and over, it sounds like the movement of a phone. It does not to me sound like it was any kind of illegal electronic device. I agree. If you listen closely. So I'm going to give Jay Scoop a pass. He has also
8: offered to call in tonight and redo it. Uh, if if you would like, he's the but, first back to
1: back champion of the yeah. talent show. Of course, we've only done it two years, and he is one. Uh, many people, for for many folks, the highlight was according to the email from the podcast people. <laughs> was it the pig guy? Uh, no. Well, they liked that, but it was actually the fact that our friend Fluffy Dave, <laughs> who's a military veteran, <laughs> forgot one
9: nation under God, indivisible. For which it stands. He
1: butchered the pledge of allegiance. And justice
9: for all. oh, it took yeah. a little while. Yeah,
1: though. yeah, it was very difficult for him. So people, people enjoyed that. Was that. Good. They that thought was that good, was pretty yeah. good. The pig guy was, was got a lot of positive reviews <laughs> as well. People were also trying to understand the guy in Florida. Yeah, that was uh, that was singing an old Western song. Yeah, back that.
9: when the West was very yeah. young.
1: Okay,
9: that's the Matt Masterson. I'm screwing this up already. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I got a good pipes though. I got <laughs> yeah. a good voice going on. So that, that was some of what happened in a previous edition of the the show. So, but I, again, some after, people were upset we had, that what?
8: the Jay Scoop had written down his lyrics, uh, and I was like. Well, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean,
1: one, what's nothing that wrong he with? didn't like
8: freestyle it or something. No, nothing I, no there's no, nothing way. wrong with that
1: at all. Yeah, people are nitpicking there. These are people that don't do anything. They don't participate. But <laughs> well, they the are show doing something. Anyway. They're, they're they're hating. They're on complaining. Yeah, 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 they're complaining. They're complaining. It's very yes, popular. Because remember, like. I learned polar bears eat their own. If there's like a, you know, polar bears, if they see a, a wounded, dead polar bear, they'll eat it. You know, they, they, they don't all the time, but occasionally. So the Maller militia is like polar bears. They eat their own. They don't, don't do it all the time, but selectively they do.
7: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio
5: and the iHeartRadio app Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Do you love Selena?
10: Like, really love?
6: Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano.
1: Now we paused the talent show in a previous episode to mention the shenanigans of Tyreek Hill. You might remember he had defended himself from criticism, saying that he was teaching his son how to box, and you know what, three-year-old doesn't need to know how to hold their own oh. in the boxing. So we discussed that on the show uh, in a previous uh, episode. Well. Uh, we were dripping with sarcasm, so I got the bag of email as we went through the day, and I woke up, and I went through the email, and people were talking about the talent show, but Don in Kansas, uh, who says he's a P1 of the show, he was listening, he was upset with what we said about Tyreek Hill. Uh, what was he upset about? He, well, he was upset enough that he wrote a, a letter, and he said that we buried essentially the story here. We failed to mention in our little diatribe about Tyreek and the boxing how he was given a glorious hero's welcome when he arrived at Chiefs camp. Thousands, literally thousands of Chiefs fans chanted Tyreek Hill's name and he pranced towards the practice field for his first full squad workout uh, of training camp. Don says he's a lifelong Kansas City fan and he he felt uncomfortable Said it was unacceptable what happened. And he said that the Chiefs fans that were cheering should be ashamed of themselves here, that, that Tyreek has to earn back the trust of the fan base. Now, just to prove that I am not exaggerating Tyreek Hill being cheered, we actually have some audio. Here is what it sounded like with Tyreek Hill being welcomed to Chiefs training camp over the weekend. Yeah, there they go, and the crowd goes wild, and the crowd goes wild. All right. Anyway, so let's discuss the question. What do you make? We'll we'll challenge the what Don had to say. What do you make of the Chiefs fans cheering Tyree Kill's arrival with? rhythmic chanting of his name. Now, that was not nearly as good as the Urban Meyer chants at The Ohio State University, which is our favorite chant in the last couple of years when Urban Meyer was... Urban yeah, there. that's right. Urban Meyer! Urban yeah. Meyer! Doesn't get better than that. But my thoughts on Tyreek Hill, you've got the laundry, tribalism, and combustible. And we will lock all of this together. Now, number one, the main reason that what Tyreek was giving, I was aware that Tyreek was given a standing ovation uh, and people went crazy, they were chanting his name. I'd seen that over the weekend. I didn't do a monologue about it, and, and maybe I should have, but the reason it didn't make the show for Don and anyone else who's curious was because, to me, this was predictable, and I don't generally try to avoid things that are predictable. I like the unpredictable. To me, this was very predictable. Just like planes, trains, and automobiles that don't get into accidents fail to make the news, Chiefs fans showering Tyreek Hill, canonizing Tyreek Hill uh, at, at training camp because of the laundry that he was wearing. He was wearing the right laundry. And if he had been wearing a Bronco, Raider, or Charger jersey, things would have been different. The Chiefs fans would have been very upset. But it's all about location, 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 right? And the media elite, I've seen all these think pieces, these deep think pieces abound, outraged and upset. Many aghast reporters over Tyreek Hill who apologized for putting the Chiefs in a tough spot and says he's on a new journey and he's going to be a better person. You know, he said all this stuff before, then, you know, he puts his uh, foot in the, you know what? Uh, it happens. But a lot of these stories have been written over the last couple of days by media people who are just furious and uh, you know, what what kind of shoebox I would say are these people living in. I mean, maybe they live in Mayberry or something like that, but you can over overall if you look at the landscape of professional sports, not just a football thing here, but in Kansas City and in any other city for that matter, this would have happened anywhere in the NFL, anywhere there's a team in the NFL that has a ravenous fan base. Uh, You can be a scumbag. You can be someone who dabbles in uh, abuse. But as long as you run like Speedy Gonzalez and can score touchdowns, uh, people have amnesia. Racist. They have amnesia is what they have. Now, second thing, as as I point out, this is not just about the Chiefs. I am convinced. I got into a, a text conversation with a friend of mine. Uh, the other day in the media business about this, a radio guy. I am convinced that if a similar situation had happened in any other town in the NFL, the applause would have been just as loud, if not louder. The chance of Tyree Kill's name would have been the same. Now, why is that? You can sum it up in one Word. It's tribalism. It's NFL fanatics who have a strong loyalty to their own tribe. Tyreek Hill's part of the Chiefs tribe, and so people love their tribe. They like the Chiefs, and they go crazy. It's a their own little social group here. We saw a similar situation play out in Baltimore, right? Ray Ray Rice, the Rays. Ray Rice and Ray Lewis. Raven fans buttered the biscuits of Ray Rice. Then the video came out, whoa, whoa, we got a problem here. The video came out, they had to do a quick 180 on that one, but it's the same franchise that gave a statue to Ray Lewis, who was the only person charged in connection with a pair of murders in Atlanta. He's got a statue right now in Baltimore. Uh, now, the, the final point on this if if you had said the night that the audio dropped, that Tyreek Hill, that we were on the air back in the spring, that Tyreek Hill would be, in many ways, exonerated by the NFL and allowed to continue his career unscathed, uh, we would have called you uh, a clown, a weasel, clueless, dummy, we would have made a lot of you derogatory derogatory comments. There's no way at that time that we could have thought this would have been the resolution. Because at first glance, it was going to be the straw that broke the camel's back, or in this case, the hill's back. And it turns out that was not the smoking gun. Police couldn't prove it. They couldn't charge Tyreek Hill. The NFL brought in Tyreek. They bought what he was selling, chose not to punish him. So really, what's the punishment outside of some hecklers on social media For the cheetah. It's going to be smooth sailing. On the road, he's going to get heckled. Guess what? Spoiler alert. That would have happened whether he did this or not. People boo players when they're wearing the other team's uniforms on the road. So maybe it'll be a little louder and more vocal and all that stuff. And there's some new material there for the trolls. But Tyreek Hill will go along and he'll play this season in the NFL. Maybe his last for the Chiefs and then they'll get rid of him. But he is going to continue to be a highly combustible player. And there's this this trouble that seems to follow him around. And it's either Tyreek's fault or it's everyone else around Tyreek. It's their fault. But either way, it's it's hard to imagine we will not see a cascading of lighter fluid coming out of the Kansas City locker room and dropping through Tyreek Hill's locker at some point in the next uh, calendar year. It's just the way... It is a heading, and the, the Chiefs went out. They thought they were not going to have Tyreek Hill, so they made the crazy move during the NFL draft to get his replacement. right? So they drafted the guy. No, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, they drafted the guy to replace Tyreek Hill. Now we'll find out. If Hardman is as good as advertised there... Who? Uh, I think his name is Nicole Hardman. I think that's... Maybe I'm mispronouncing. Never him. heard of him. But he's the guy that they drafted as the insurance policy for Tyreek Hill. And the theory is that if this guy's good, if Hardman's good, then Tyreek, they won't pay him the money. They'll let him go. Maybe they'll trade him, the Chiefs, and then they'll, they'll wash their hands and move on. Anyway, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas, Solid Gold, 9 to 5, Corporate Jar Jar, the mad F-bomber of sports fodder Garcia. I was happy to see our friend Parker the Snow Dog. Oh, my God, that dog. What it's a ma- life he lives. Amazing. Life of luxury. Life oh. of leisure for Parker the Snow Dog. Staying in Vail. See that there? Yes, I, I
8: saw it, yeah. He's at a four-star hotel or yeah. know, all kinds of- I've
1: noticed, like Parker is- Great treatment, yeah, celebrity I mean, treatment. There's other dogs around, but Parker's like, I'm not a dog. I'm a person. I don't need to worry about that. The great Parker, the snow dog. Parker's got to rest up, Eddie, because Bronco's season's starting here soon, and Parker's got to be prepared because he's the unofficial official mascot of Bronco's. When that dog was here, he was passing gas like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about yeah cuz in the other not, studio not in <laughs> our studio <laughs> not in this in this studio Parker was nothing but class no fleas no flea bag at all there for Parker the snow dog nothing to worry about well in Parker's defense i think he doesn't eat the
8: typical dog diet you know he eats uh uh the luxury items and things like that cuz he's human to you yeah yeah human uh, food you know that and all does that. Uh, yeah translate and yeah. say sometimes a little uh you know
1: yeah i i got you i got you all right, now, a lot of reactions still from the talent show. That we Question: talked about. Have you heard? Have yeah. you have
8: you seen? I've, I've got a lot of uh, comments on social media about no Rachel in Montebello. Yes, and, and yes. Um, was it possible that Felix's uh, with his comments kind of uh, I don't know, if scared her off is the right word, but uh, yeah. was surprised well, she did not call in.
1: I, I've heard through the grapevine that Rachel is upset with not with me, but with somebody else on the show.
9: Number four. Turn on the radio up so when Rachel sings, the neighborhood dogs will sing along with her. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was the top five list from Philexis, who forgot two of the top five things in the top five list. Uh, yeah. Great. Hold
9: on. Oh, number, oh, come on. Number two. What's number two?
1: Oh, boy. oh hold on. <laughs> I'm right. getting nervous. Oh, I, I think I need a heart pill. All right. <laughs> yeah. Tremendous! It's hard. It's hard to beat that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to top that.
9: Uh, yeah. Back when the West was very young, <laughs> that's the Bat Masterson. I'm screwing this up already. Let's see.
1: No, no, you're not screwing it up. One yeah. nation under God. Yeah. Indivisible. That's right. For which it stands. No, it's not. One that's nation. Not. No, that's not right. Indivisible. That's right. You screwed that up. That's,
9: indivisible uh, with liberty and justice for all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> of course, to be fair to Fluffy, if he had actually done it properly, we would not be playing it. So, I want to point that out. The fact that he screwed it up allowed us the opportunity to play it. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My,
9: new,
1: my new favorite holiday song. We got to save you that. Big talent. That that's what you think. We right have there. to save that. We need to save that. Yeah, for, for sure. Because we season... have to play Christmas music. Exactly. <laughs> the boss of the company here mandates the last like month of the year. It's nothing but holiday music from right after Thanksgiving till Christmas. You'll hear nothing but Jingle Bells, Let It Snow, you know whatever, all that stuff. So we have to play holiday music. That does qualify. It's a pig snort, but it qualifies as holiday music. A guy from Kansas that did that. So that's going to be our holiday song. And if, if Cowherd wants that, we'll, we'll loan it out to the Cowherd show. They can play that. If you, or <laughs> Gottlieb or whatever, any of these other clowns here, one of that, they can go ahead and have a good time. All right, so the, the Ben Maller show on Fox. On Fox as we press on here. So Robert Camdiche, the Koopa Loop choice to be a star for the Cardinals a couple years ago. Uh, we now have the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey would say. He showed up out of shape. How out of shape was Robert Camdicci, defensive tackle, who was a first-round pick a couple years ago? He showed up at Cardinal Camp. According to one report I was reading earlier, his listed weight was 314 pounds. He actually weighed 350 pounds and (gasps) was unable to to pass the conditioning test, which is, I guess, mildly problematic when you are a professional athlete and you are out of uh, shape that's a that's a problem. nobody claimed him on waivers, so you you can sign him as a street free agent now. Robert Kemdichi can be yours if the price is right to the fo- The drafting
11: of Robert
1: Nickkim Nick Nickem yeah uh, to, to the phones we go Manuel Ingardina is next on Fox. Hello, Manuel
9: Benny Blanc bonks the world renowned on the Fox sports Radio. Blaster, hey man. Um, first off, going back a few segments. Can you imagine Great Grandpa Money? I mean, that guy can barely spell, like, uh, speak English, like maybe ten words. I'm talking about Floyd Mayweather Senior. You want to talk about gibberish? Hey, Floyd Senior is your guy. Anyhow, um, hey, all the haters online. First off, my man Jay Scoop. Going back to back, much love, much respect. Game recognizes game. You are the man of the Mallard Militia, and all these haters, man, they need to just shut their mouths. Mallard,
1: you yes, yes, drop
9: right. an f bomb, man. No, that's, a that's
1: a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> that's I, not I, a uh, lie. Roberto man. said it was man. not that. You know and, uh, what? Roberto
9: said the mad f My is off the hook. No, going no, no, and no, now no, if Benny Blancs, man, the bad mouth.
1: Not at all. Hey. Are you, you're hearing things. I recommend here, man. Well, go to an ear doctor. Get some ear drops. Hey. Put a Q-tip, Q-tip in there every yeah. day, every uh, morning. Yeah, shove it all the way in your Benny. ear. Shove it right Benny. down your eardrum. Yes. What?
9: Then I won't be able to hear the best overnight show in the land. That's Come good, on, that's man. a good point. Hey. That's a good point. I'm yeah. gonna be getting back with you guys. I'm gonna bring you guys some more Juliano's. Somebody in the group told me that I need to bring you like a little kid sounds like a turkey or something. So
10: wow.
9: we'll
1: negotiate. Uh, we'll negotiate, and uh, you got to come on a night where I'm f- not fasting, so I can actually like partake right when it's fresh. That's the, uh, the thing.
9: So. Yeah. If you're fasting, I will bring you nothing, and you'll <laughs> like <laughs> No,
1: I, well, you're not allowed, then. That's the rule. <laughs> well, that's not, you, you can't break the protocol. How dare you? All right, thank you, Manuel. Go away. All right, they, they come and visit us some other time. There you go. The great Manuel in Gardena. Let's see here. Uh, Jacobson says Marcus Stroman is trade bait. He will be dealt by Wednesday for a bat. Uh, he says that's he's a big Mets fan, Mets apologist. See, you can't read that on the air. We'll skip that over. Uh, people reacting to the Tyree kill Maller monologue. We are on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the show. Uh, I love the fact that our friend Zach in Kansas City just like he gets new tires and he wants us to know about it. Zach, there's one thing. When, <laughs> I I I came, that, yeah. when I came into work here, Zach, I was like, I'm really I'm hoping that Zach in Kansas City gets new tires because that would make me really happy. And those are some good-looking tires. Uh, let me tell you something, Zach. The women will be all over. They love a man with nice tires. The ladies love a man with the nice <laughs> tires. They can't get enough of a man with good tires. That's a,
7: It really is true. Not making it up. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
5: weekdays at 2 a.m.
7: Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
5: apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
6: do you love selena
10: like really love
6: whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano
4: on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
7: It's Mallor. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
1: And Kubaloo. Well, Nick
11: Saban addressed the criticism that Alabama's non-conference schedule is too easy with the likes of Duke, uh, Uh, New Mexico, Western Carolina. That's
1: a murderer's row. Yeah. Good team. Uh, Good teams
11: there. (laughs) Saban said that they tried to schedule better opponents, but teams simply don't want to play them. Now, Saban went on to say that he thinks Power 5
1: teams should only play Power 5 teams. Do you agree with him, Ben? All right. So I I would like to address Nick Saban. I will prove to you Nick Saban's Pinocchio. Now, pinocchio he has been Pinocchio his entire coaching career. He has been. Going back to when he was at LSU and he said he wasn't going to leave to coach the Dolphins, and then he coached the Dolphins and said he wasn't going to be the coach at Alabama. Uh, he's a liar. He lies right to your face. A, now this is a lie by omission because Nick Saban is deliberately withholding pertinent details about the Bama schedule to skew public opinion. It has been known for years that Nick Saban, for the most part, only wants to play better teams on his terms, meaning no home and home. No home-and-home games unless he's sure that Alabama will have no problem winning on the road. For example, Alabama, I guess, just agreed to a home-and-home with Wisconsin because Saban figures he can go into uh, Wisconsin and win that game no problem in Madison. But the the general rule is you go to Tuscaloosa only. It's a one-way street. It's not a two-way street. You don't get a game in your stadium. And so most Power 5 schools don't want to do that. And B, it is comical that Nick Saban is crying that nobody will play Alabama because there is no excuse for Duke, New Mexico State, and Western Carolina to be on your schedule. That is the ultimate hostess schedule On steroids, and uh, to prove that Saban's been doing this his entire career, I remember when we were here, and he was at LSU, and we were talking about Saban's LSU teams, he has always loved the tomato cans. When he was coaching in Baton Rouge, LSU played such powers as Utah State, Tulane, Western Illinois, Louisiana Monroe, Troy, and Arkansas State. So are you telling me that nobody wanted to play LSU when you were there? Either Saban... next. Now, Chris Davis, with a K, uh, drew
11: a bases-loaded walk on Sunday to win the game for the A's against the Rangers. Now, after the win, Davis declared, we're going to the playoffs this year. Ben, do you believe him?
1: Well, it's tremendous swagger by Chris Davis. I am not going to bet on the Oakland A's as a playoff team, because the, the, the kryptonite for the A's right now is their bullpen. And the Oakland bullpen has run out of gas. So I know they've made a couple of minor trades, the A's, to try to improve that. They are ranked 21st in baseball in second half ERA. Uh, That is a recipe to not make the postseason. And as far as Chris Davis, the second thing here, uh, he has not been carrying the water For the A's. This guy has been great the last three years. 40-plus home runs. Been a consistent 40-home run guy three years in a row. He's got 16 home runs this season, which is a problem because he can't hit for average. He doesn't even try to hit for average. And since the middle of May, he's batting 201 with four home runs since the middle of May. That's in 48 games. So he's dead weight. I like the swagger and all that, but there are four teams for two playoff spots in the American League as far as the wild card is concerned. So I think the A's have a one-game lead or something like that. I I would not bet on Oakland to make the playoffs as a wild card. Next! Now, though it's never something that you would do now, I
11: know that you collected autographs as a kid. Well, kind of, yeah. Ben, some idiot got Juju Smith-Schuster's signature tattooed to their head. Uh, Whose signature were you most excited
1: for? Well, the guy already had a Steelers tattoo. He just took it to the next level. But, uh, But you understand, Coop, when I was a kid, I was an entrepreneur. I would get a- No seriously I I would stock baseball players and get autographs and sell them uh, I used to park across the street from the Big A. There was a Del Taco, and I would park there because I didn't want to pay for parking because it was cheap. And then I, w- I would get in, or I'd show up to the... No, I, or the other thing, I'd show up before the parking attendant showed up, and I'd get in the parking lot so I didn't have to pay. But I would hang out, wait for autographs and all that stuff, and and then I got paid, and I would go to the games. Uh, that's how I did it for years. But in, in that era, the big names were Nolan Ryan, who only signed autographs at the the hotel when he was pitching for the Rangers the last day. Ricky Henderson, Wade Box, players like that. Uh, and I once, my, one of my favorite autograph stories, although it didn't, it wasn't successful, in the final years of Joe DiMaggio's life, he I found out through a friend that he was appearing at a card show in San Diego, but he had to pay for it. So I don't want to pay for DiMaggio's autograph. So we found out through a friend what hotel Joe DiMaggio was staying at. So we then staked out the hotel, this five-star hotel in San Diego... <laughs> And uh, God, hand to God, all right? We are a bunch of kids. We see Joe DiMaggio getting out of the elevator, you know, Jolton Joe, this baseball legend. And we're like, we're starting to head over to DiMaggio. And this security guard for the hotel kind of blocks our way. And DiMaggio, even in his 80s, you know, right before he died, he uh, snuck in to the kitchen and walked out of the kitchen. That's a veteran boss move by DiMaggio. He could do that because, you know, he was with Marilyn Monroe and all that. Anyway, we're out of time. There it is. Mallard of the third degree, back in its old time. How did we do? You pass this edition. That is a winner. You put it on the board. Yeah. All right, time now for the Instant Trivia. Over the weekend, Mookie Betts became the fifth player to have three home runs in a game against the same Yankees pitcher. Uh, while hitting all three against one pitcher. They had three home runs, just the fifth player against the Yankees for any team to do it off one Yankee pitcher. Blank was the last player to accomplish the feat uh, against a single Bronx Bomber pitcher. Again, Mookie Betts, I know it's a little confusing, Mookie Betts hit three home runs against James Paxton in the game over the weekend. Blank is the last player to hit three home runs against the Yankees and against one pitcher. That's the Insta Trivia the answer next. Let me get it up here. Hold on a sec
7: here. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Mallers, Mountain of Money.
10: Lord, that's a lot of money.
7: Do you have what it takes to get to the top? <laughs> Probably not.
1: And it is Mallers' amount of Money, the Henry Ford edition. Let's get right to the game here. We'll welcome in our contestants. We have Thomas in Redding, California. Hello, Thomas.
7: Hey, how are you, Ben?
1: Welcome in, Thomas. How's everything in Redding?
7: Everything as slow as can be.
1: That's, that's why you're in Redding, right? Slow.
12: I am in Redding, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if it was fast, that would be a problem.
12: Yes, it
1: would. That would be a huge problem. Are you, so you're a security guard? Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm a security oh, guard. 6'5", 400 pounds. Don't mess with All me. All right. Look at you. I like that. All right. Very good. Hold on a sec. Uh, Thomas, the security guard. And uh, who else do we have? John in Louisville. Hello, John. Hey, what's going on, Ben? What's going on, John? You ready to do this? Yes? Let's get it. All right. So this guy's six four, four hundred 400 pounds. This guy you're going against. He will bull rush you. Uh, John, what do you do for a living in Louisville? Tell the guy in Beaver Dam who's got a friend in Punxsutawney who knows someone in Rancho Cucamonga. Uh, I work at Ford. That's right. And you call up every week (laughs) to play the games, yes? What's that? You call up every week to play the game, yeah? No. No, all right. Just checking, just checking. Because I have this other guy on hold. Not Thomas, but this other guy all the time. All right, hold on a sec. He works Uh, at
11: Ford. How ironic.
1: What, what do we? Oh, because of Henry Ford. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, Henry Ford edition. Okay, so we got to pick teams now. Thomas, who would you like to partner up with? Thomas, you can play with me, Ben, Eddie, Roberto, or the Koopa Loop.
9: I'm going to pick Mi Hermano, Roberto.
1: All right, you clearly have never heard the show before. All right, uh, well, you and Roberto. Hold on a sec. And John in Louisville. John, who would you like to partner up with, John? I'll go with you, sir. All right, uh, that's the matchup. Very good, thank you, John. All right, gentlemen.
11: Uh, this is the Henry Ford edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. He would have been 156 years old today.
1: Oh, why didn't he make oh. it?
11: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure Cowboy will be mentioning that later. It's a tragedy. Yeah, I'm sure. You're stealing uh, Cowboy's thunder. Categories are as follows: Mustang, Fiesta, Explorer, and Flex. Uh, Thomas, you were on the air first. What category would you like?
9: I'll take Flex
11: flex all right oh, and then with fiesta for roberto john john wow. what about you That's racist uh i'm gonna go mustang mustang all right uh,
1: classic A all classic.
11: right thomas and roberto are up first your category is flex you have 45 seconds to answer all of them i need the first and last name of the athletes uh this category these athletes were or are known for their chiseled physique
12: 45 seconds on the clock ready begin uh current quarterback for the carolina panthers african-american Sam Newton, ex uh, tight end for the New England Patriots, just retired. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. There you go. Uh, running back for the Carolina Panthers. Is that Ed? Won the Super. Is that Ed? Won the Super Bowl with the Broncos. Pass. Oh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. There you go. Uh, Current uh, manager for the Philadelphia Phillies. Played for the Red Sox. Gabe uh, Kapler. Yeah. Uh. Super, uh Point guard for the L.A. Lakers, won three titles with, with Kobe Bryant, five titles with Kobe Bryant. Yes, he got it. Current, uh, power forward for the. T- oh. oh, all right. Did not get. Not, to not far bad. Not bad. One hundred and sixty points.
8: Yeah. That's not bad at all, actually. <laughs> I don't get
1: too carried away,
11: okay? All right, uh, just... expectations. Right. Moving <laughs> over to Ben <laughs> and a John heat here. <laughs> Moving over to Ben and John, your category is Mustang. These athletes have all played for a pro team with a horse mascot.
1: 45 seconds on the clock, ready. Begin. All right. He was the star running back for the Broncos in the 90s. They won a couple Super Bowls. Correct. Uh Correct. Point guard for the New Jersey Nets and the Dallas Mavericks. Won a championship with Dallas. What's that? Yes. Yeah, all right. That's correct. Uh, uh, a wide receiver. Actually, a tight end. His brother was Sterling. Uh, played for the Packers. This- yes, correct. A wide receiver for the Colts. Peyton's go-to receiver. Harrison. Yes, correct. Mr. Big Shot for the Pistons in the 2000s. A um, uh, uh, pass. How about Indianapolis Colts defensive star and those same Colts teams with Peyton Manning? St- yes, cool. correct. Uh, Piston Small Forward, his last name's the same as the musician from Minnesota who died last year.
9: Oh. Uh, mm. that, was
1: a, that was a
11: good clue. <laughs> <laughs> 180? Uh, yes, 180. 180. You, you missed uh, Chauncey Billups, Mr. Big Shot, and Tayshaun Prince, both of the uh, mid-2000s yeah. Pistons.
8: 20-point lead for uh, Ben and John. All right. That's a commanding lead. So, you want to quit right now, Roberto? Uh, you want all all right, to uh, okay, All
11: right. Uh, Thomas and Roberto are trailing, so that means you are up next. Thomas, would you like Fiesta or Explorer?
9: Oh, you know I got to go Fiesta. Aviva, All right.
11: Better sleep it. These athletes all have Hispanic heritage.
12: My people. <laughs> wow. let's <laughs> go. <laughs> 45 seconds of the clock. Begin. Current first baseman for the Anaheim Angels. Ex-St. Louis Cardinal. Uh, Robert Pujol. Yes. Argentinian bo- bo- basketball player retired for the San Antonio Spurs. Won five titles. Ginobili. Yep. Go. Tied in for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. Mexican uh, heritage. Yeah. It's second baseman right now for the New, New York Mets. Play for the Yankees. Mariners. Uh Robinson Cano. Left-handed, left-hand, legendary pitcher for the Dodgers. Mexican heritage. Yes. Best, uh, uh, considered one of the best offensive linemen of all time. He's Mexican heritage. Cincinnati <laughs> Bengals. You said it. Yes. And uh, <laughs> this guy got traded for A. Rod. Dominican, Dominican descent. Played for the Yankees, and the Cubs. And uh, anybody else? <laughs> <laughs> Who? Uh,
11: for the play for the ah. Yankees.
12: Can't yeah, pass. It's that last was the last
11: one. one. Uh, you missed Alfonso Soriano.
1: Well one done, of, though. Well one done. of only four members of the 45. I like how club. he said uh, Hispanic or whatever. It, it, yeah. Every one oh, of yeah, them yeah. was. I mean, just, I mean, it was just great. You just kept repeating that. Right, uh, we total go.
11: score is 400 points. All right. Uh, ben, you are up. Explore. These athletes have all played for at least five teams. 45 seconds. Begin.
1: All right. Straight cash, homie. Receiver for the Vikings. Correct. The Amish Rifle. Quarterback now with the Brian correct uh, former MVP for the Orlando Magic, not Shaq, but the other center who went to the Lakers. Uh, Dwight Howard, correct. Uh, I love my hands. I love my quarterback. Former Eagles and Cowboys receiver. Uh, Owens. Yes, correct. Uh, small forward journeyman played with the Lakers and uh, Rockets. Won a championship with the. That Lakers. a world team? Uh, no, uh, before that, before that, I passed. Uh, base, a baseball player, not. B.J. But the brother of B.J., the outfielder.
9: I don't know who B.J.
1: All right, oh, uh, oh
9: Canadian
8: wow. slugger. Have this one. Uh, journeyman.
1: <clears throat> oh, wow. an
8: upset. Yeah.
1: Well, wait a minute, Roberto. Wait, 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 wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! You had Trevor Ariza. Who the hell knows oh, who Trevor the Ariza... is? Yeah. Trevor the Ariza, train. Justin Upton. Justin? because you couldn't... Justin, wait, Fernando Valenzuela was the 60-point question e. for Roberto. E. Fernando, e. Fernando Valenzuela Ariza? hasn't played for like 20 he is years. He's a legend. He <laughs> player. he's a legend. Trevor e. Ariza is e. not a current Maller. player. He's a scrub. Fernando's e. a... Maller. Maller. He's a legend. Fernando's a legend. And Thomas and Roberto, the Justin Upton. Golden ticket for Thomas. I know knows Justin Upton is. Magic. Stairs? you got to be kidding me. Matt Bleeping hey, stairs. Yeah, Nobody can Arima, Arima, That's a joke. Protest. It's the
0: Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a and b with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia. Movement that
10: inspires. Call 800 3334 Q for details. Always dive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.
2: MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars for is.